Life Audio. Coming up on the next encouragement for you, a multifaceted look at the subject of cancer, the medical, emotional, and spiritual, with physician and author Dr. Walt Larimore and pastor and cancer patient Mike Shaw. Welcome to the Encouragement for You podcast, brought to you by Encouragement Communications in association with the Salem Web Network and is part of the Life Audio Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. In just a moment, your host, Don Hawkins, will introduce today's episode. First, a word from our sponsors. Your family, your faith, they're not in the way. They are the way. From the creators of Jesus Revolution comes the incredible true story. It's going to be dangerous and scary and giving up. It's not an option. The story of one family's journey from down under to center stage. Unsung Hero, a for King and Country film starring Candace Cameron Bure and Terry O'Quinn. In theaters now. Visit unsunghero.movie to learn more. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Cancer is our topic for this episode of Encouragement for You. And Don Hawkins' first guest is nationally respected physician, author, and conference speaker, Dr. Walt Laramore. What happens to a person's body that causes cancer? How does it develop and what impact does it have on us? Well, Don, the causes of cancer are, are legion. Almost never in one person is there one cause. But there are some decisions that we can make that could affect our risk of having cancer either a first or second time. Now, the risk that we have that comes from our family history, of course, we cannot control that. But there are some lifestyle decisions that each of us make. We know that if our nutrition isn't good, uh, particularly if we tend to be obese, that our risk for a number of type of cancers goes up. If we don't exercise regularly, our risk of cancer goes up. If we choose to use tobacco products in any form or even have exposure to large amounts of secondhand smoke, hmm. our risk of a variety of cancers goes up. The use of alcohol in almost any amount can increase the risk of some cancers, more so in women than men. And so just making the decision to eat right, sleep right, to exercise right, to avoid tobacco products can reduce the risk of cancer that each of us have somewhere in the neighborhood of 60, 70 percent. But Don, all, not all cancers can be prevented, which leads us to this of how do we then cope and deal with this disease when it hits us or one of our loved ones. 
Uh, Walt, cancer primarily impacts us physically. Maybe we should start there. What are the physical effects of cancer? And that might even help if you could explore a little bit of what is involved, what the nature of cancer, and I know there are more than 100 different kinds of cancer, but give us a sort of a general overview. Well, cancer is basically a disease process where normal cells go crazy. Hmm. They've been they begin acting abnormally. They reproduce in huge numbers so that they form tumors. And then those tumors, those cancerous tumors, can spread not only locally but to other parts of the body. And then any part of the body that they're growing in, it can cause dysfunction in that part of the body. And, Don, because cancer cells make the body send blood, send oxygen, send nutrients to the cancer we can see systemic signs of cancer. People can lose weight, can lose energy. Their get-up-and-go has got up and gone. It mm. can have generalized effects as well as very specific system effects, once again, depending upon the type of cancer. And, and the systemic impact of cancer ultimately can prove to be fatal, although not always, and probably that's an important point for us to make. I think that's the good news story. Over the last 10 years, we've seen fatality rates for virtually all cancers dropping. The reason for that is twofold. Number one, that people are making decisions that help prevent cancer. And number two, people are getting the screening tests that help us find cancer early. That said, Don, many, many people are not getting the screening tests they should. For example, every person in our listening audience who's 50 years of age or older should have been screened for colon cancer. My belief is that the best screening test is colonoscopy. We know that with colonoscopy, if we find those early cancers or those precancers and snip them out, a painless minor procedure, that it prevents colon cancer. And because more and more Americans are having colonoscopies, we're seeing the rate of colon cancer deaths dropping. All said, of the diagnosis cancer that's given to my patients that I see in my office, we will cure almost 70% of those people. So Hmm. it's no longer the death sentence that it once was 25, 30, 40 years ago. One of the things you talked about is the virtual colonoscopy. And uh, as opposed to the traditional kind, uh, talk about uh, those uh, two different approaches to a very important uh, testing procedure. Well, Don, colonoscopy, where the physician uses a lighted tube, it's a flexible tube that has um, a very bright light that goes through it, a camera system, and both biopsy as well as operating instruments allows the physician to look up in the colon And if they identify precancers or cancerous polyps, actually remove them at the same procedure. Um, An excellent way to prevent cancer and to treat early cancer on the advantage side. The disadvantage is that the prep for it, that you have to start the night before, uh, causes you to empty your entire colon. It's an extensive prep. Some people find it a bit uncomfortable. And then the procedure requires sedation, sedation that not only keeps you asleep during the procedure, but pretty much makes you sleepy the rest of the day. So you really lose a day and a half of time to do this procedure. Well, the radiologists have now developed a, a form of colonoscopy where they use a very rapid CT scanner to rebuild a three-dimensional view of your colon. And the two largest studies to date that compare traditional colonoscopy 
with this CT colonoscopy show that they're virtually identical at identifying cancers. Don, the virtual colonoscopy has the advantage of being significantly less expensive than colonoscopy. It's much easier. The prep is easier. It only takes literally minutes to do the test itself. Mm, wow. But the disadvantage is that if they find a polyp or if they find something that needs to come out... Then they have to do the other procedure. They have to. So one of the things that I recommend to, to folks that I counsel on this is if you're going to choose virtual colonoscopy, be sure you do it in a center where they have done hundreds of them, not just a dozen or so, number right. one. Yeah. Number two, ask the doctor if they do the proven technique, the one that's been proven in the studies. And then number three... Do it in a center where they have the gastroenterologist standing by, which is what I did for my colonoscopy. I had the yep. virtual colonoscopy in a center where if they found a polyp, the GI doctor was standing by and yep. could have done the second procedure yep. without me going through another prep. Very important to recognize, and I want to take this opportunity, Walt, just to encourage all of our listening family, if you need to have the colonoscopy, if you need to have um, your mammogram, whatever testing procedure you need to have uh, to make sure that you are dealing with cancer. There's a lot of cancer in, in my family history. Uh, genetically, there are some issues there. Uh, I haven't had any signs of cancer, but uh, uh, if you have a hereditary factor, it's, it's even more important, I think, uh, Walt, uh, to get those testing done. There's no question about it. The same is true, Don, in, in breast cancer in skin cancer, in prostate cancer. These are cancers that can have a strong genetic component. And we know that screening allows us to find those cancers should they occur at the very earliest stages. Hmm. And, Don, that's when we can start talking about treatments that give us cures as opposed to just palliative treatments. That brings us, Walt, to the subject of the emotional impact when cancer comes. What are the primary emotions? How do we deal with them? Don, it's huge. I mean, you and I both, for decades, have counseled people going through cancer. Uh, the diagnosis of cancer is one of the most chilling, hmm. frightening, scary diagnoses that any one of us can, can go through. And it is a time that if we do not recognize the impact it can have on us emotionally and upon our relationships, that it can be very damaging. I see cancer patients who end up with anxiety and with stress and with depression that they could have avoided with some simple, simple biblical wisdom. Mm. Uh, Don, you know that wisdom, and that is, you know, the Bible says that if we confess to one another mm -hmm. that, that we can be healed, of, of being able to tell a small group of people who we love and trust of the path that we're walking so that they're there to pray for us. They're there to love us. They're there to support us. They're there to bring meals during those tests or during those treatments. Don's scripture tells us that when we become ill, to go to the elders, that mm -hmm. they might apply oil, but also that they might give us wisdom and, and, and uh, counsel from the others that they've counseled that have walked this road yeah. uh, before us. And one of the things that I do in my practice is I like to link cancer patients who are facing that diagnosis for the first time with patients who have already walked through that road. Great idea. So I encourage people to find cancer survivors in their church or their faith community or even through the American Cancer Society who they can talk to, who've walked that path and have survived it, 
and can give us their wisdom of having done so. Cancer.org, cancer.gov. Those are a couple of websites you can go to and uh, find out a little bit more about cancer and its treatments. And the more you learn, the less you'll be gripped, paralyzed by fear. Uh, Walt, I'm convinced that uh, God's Word can help us. Psalm 27 is a great psalm. It talks about dealing with fear and and wait on the Lord, uh, the last verse says, be of good courage and he will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And that ties into the spiritual dimension, Walt. And I believe that uh, the concept of waiting on the Lord, which is also found in Isaiah forty thirty one, uh, involves doing everything that God has entrusted and empowered to us to do and leaving everything else up to God and the other people involved. And I believe that spiritually, we call on the elders of the church, we we do those things that we need to do medically, and, and we certainly commit to prayer, and we pray for one another, and, and we help deal with those emotional issues by utilizing James 5 and those other passages. Uh, but we leave the results up to God, uh, and uh, we also leave the treatment protocols in the hands of doctors, sometimes getting a second or even third opinion. Uh, but again, recognizing that, that God ultimately can work even through those difficult situations. Don, he, he will and he does. I've never had a cancer patient yet who hasn't looked back on that experience and seen God grow them and stretch them and mature them and give them opportunities not only to grow in their faith, yeah. but to share their faith with others. It may be doctors or nurses or technicians that are treating them. Um, if we love him and if we're called according to his purpose, he will be glorified, and he will be bring good through even these disease processes. Yeah. And Don, I really affirm what you say about scripture memory. One of the prescriptions that I write for my cancer patients is that each day through the month, they read one of the Proverbs. We'll be back with more after a brief word from our sponsors. And don't forget to listen for Don's live weekend talk show, Encouragement Live, Heard Saturdays at 7.05 p.m. Central Time on American Family Radio and other radio stations around the country, as well as on the worshipchannel.org. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. 
During our next segment, Mike Shaw, former senior pastor of First Baptist Church of Pelham, Alabama, joins host Don Hawkins. They begin by discussing the seven warning signs of cancer. We'll begin by discussing the seven warning signs of cancer. Well, Don, these come right from the American Cancer Society, which is an excellent resource. And uh, number one is a change in bowel or bladder habits. All right, there, there's the first one. We're going to take our time and let you get these down. If you're driving, don't write these down. But if you're not driving, make a note of these. Or you can go to cancer.gov or cancer.org, and uh, you'll be able to get these. Number one, a change in bowel or bladder habits. When you notice a difference right. in those normal bodily functions, then you need to get checked out. Number two. Number two is a sore that does not heal. When you have a sore on any part of your body that does not go away, that does not heal, no matter how small it is, no matter how uh, painless it seems to be, get it checked out. Uh, skin cancer can be a deadly thing, and, and I've uh, been very grateful to have a good uh, dermatologist who's been checking me. I'm one of those fair complexion people, Mike, who right. has to get those things checked. So number two is a sore that does not heal. Now, before I give the next one, let me just mention... If we mention one of these signs and you have that sign, that does not mean you have cancer. Yeah, that's a very good point. It does mean that you need to get checked out. It does not mean that you need to suddenly panic, that you suddenly feel that I have cancer. And the other thing we want to say is if you are diagnosed with cancer, that does not mean that you have a death sentence, that you are going to immediately die or right away. Uh, So many people feel like cancer and death go hand in hand. Uh, That can be the case, but so many times today's cancers are treatable. They are, and more people are living with cancer and living longer and living better. Now, sign number three. Sign number three is unusual bleeding or discharge from any place in your body, and that's where my cancer showed up. I had a blood in my urine with no pain. I'd never had uh, any type of urinary tract infection, uh, no burning or anything like that, so uh, bleeding, unusual bleeding, or discharge from any place in your body is one of the seven signs. So of you do want to get that checked out again. If there is any kind of bleeding, any kind of unusual discharge, uh, get it checked out. Go to your physician. Start with your family practice doc, your personal physician. Then go to a specialist if it deals, for example, with the bladder. Go to a urologist. Exactly. Pick the right physician. Number four. Number four is a lump in the breast or other parts of the body. And let me mention this, uh, men do get breast cancer. They do. Number five. Number five is chronic indigestion or difficulty in swallowing. And this is one that a lot of people don't think about because we don't think that cancer could be related to that. And uh, there are times when it's important to get that upper GI. It is. We don't like the lower GI. We don't like the upper GI, but we need those diagnostic tools. So if you're having difficulty swallowing indigestion, you need to get it checked out. Well, I was actually told by a doctor the other day who had done a uh, test on my wife, and she had a colon test, and he said, now we can actually prevent colon cancer because it always starts as a polyp. Yeah. And if you can get it while it's in its precancerous stage, you will not have cancer, but you will avoid it by having uh, colonoscopy. You know who did the most for that sort of thing was Ronald Reagan. Remember when he was That's president, right. he had a colonoscopy and had uh, had polyps removed. And and then there was the husband of one of the news anchors, Katie, who, Couric's, Katie husband. Couric's husband, who died of colon cancer. And she actually underwent a colonoscopy on television. Yeah. So. And uh, so, in other words, it's very important uh, to have those procedures scheduled. Right. Chronic indigestion 
or difficulty in swallowing is number five. Number six. Number six is obvious changes in a wart or a mole. And, of course, that's what you're talking about, about yep. the skin, skin cancer. Anything on your skin, anything on your body, a wart, a mole that begins to change, get it checked out. And then sign number seven, Mike. Sign number seven is persistent coughing or hoarseness that won't go away. And lung cancer has affected so many people. But again, it does not have to be a death sentence. It does not have to be the end. And you do not have to be a smoker. Do not assume no. uh, there's been enough secondary smoke. There are enough other factors in the environment. Just living and growing up in Birmingham was the equivalent of smoking several packs of cigarettes a day. And exactly. so if you have that cough, if you have that hoarseness, deal with it, get it checked out. We'll take a call from Georgia, who is listening in Martins Ferry, Ohio. Georgia, welcome. Thank you for taking my call. Thanks for your call. Go ahead. You're on the air Uh, with us. Yes. Uh, In the Bible, it says that if you're sick or in trouble, you have the elders anoint you with oil, and the prayer offered in faith, and then confess your sins one to another, and you'll be healed. Yes. And it also says that people, uh, if they take communion in an unworthy manner, they get sick. Absolutely. And there is divine healing. Mike, let's talk about that James 5 passage and, and how God works in answer to prayer, and how do we balance that with good medical care? Well, the night before I had my surgery, our deacons came over, and they anointed me with oil and prayed. And then I went in the hospital the next morning, and the doctor went in my bladder with a scope and took out a, a, a tumor the size of a sea urchin. And, uh, you know, I had a remarkable recovery. I, I, I didn't miss any Sundays in the pulpit. Uh, I had strength that uh, I think God provided. I certainly believe in in divine healing. Uh, But I also believe we ought to use doctors. I don't think God thinks we have less faith in him because we go to a doctor. I think he's given us sense to know that there are some things that we need to entrust ourselves to a godly physician. There were a couple of instances in Scripture that certainly bear that out. One of them is Luke, the physician who traveled with Paul on his missionary journeys and in Paul's instruction to Timothy to use some medicinal wine, and it was medicinal wine for his stomach's sake and his frequent infirmity. And I think those give us evidence of that. And and we counterbalance that with the fact that, yes, the prayer of faith saves the sick. And uh, we have followed that procedure. I have on two different occasions. My wife was diagnosed with what were incurable and, in one case, uh, fatal illnesses. Mm. And we brought the elders in, and we prayed over her and anointed her. And uh, the doctors were amazed. Uh, she got the best medical care available Right. And one of those doctors giving her the best medical care available said, I don't understand this. We don't have right. a human explanation. And so there are times that God chooses to heal through the surgeon's scalpel. There are times that God chooses to heal in spite of the surgeon's scalpel. Now, let's address also the other issue that Georgia mentioned, and that is people taking communion who are out of fellowship with the Lord and getting sick. Well, she's actually exactly right on there because Paul tells a church at Corinth, which had a lot of problems. It wasn't just a problem with communion. In fact, 1 Corinthians lists a a myriad of problems. A ton of misbehavior problems. But but the the Holy Spirit does seem to take offense when you don't celebrate communion in the right way with the right spirit. None of us is worthy to take communion. I'm certainly not. No. But uh, because of Jesus dying, if we observe that in a worthy manner, if we show proper respect to the body and blood of the Lord, then God will bless that. Thank you for listening to this episode of Encouragement for You with Don Hawkins, host of Encouragement Live Radio and author of over 25 books, including Never Give Up and Master Discipleship Today. You can find more about Don and his books at encouragementlive.org. 
Encouragement for You is a production of Encouragement Communications with the Salem Web Network and LifeAudio.com. Editing by Phil Gebers. Production by Elizabeth Andrade. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really does help people find us. Let me take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on Encouragement for You. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Stay encouraged and join us next time for Encouragement for You. What do you do when your world is falling apart? How do you march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die? Join me every week on the March or Die podcast, and we'll discuss that and so much more.